welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. You know who we are. We don't know who you are. That's that's very rude. They they might not know who we are. They they then might. Then why are they you. listening to episode whatever number this I mean, is? Maybe they're tuning in for the first yeah. time. Maybe they're 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 a new listener. If you are a new listener, I am Brendan. I'm here with Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello. And I'm here with Doug. Hey, what's up? Now you know our voices, and you know which one's the mean one. That's me. <laughs> but yeah, so what's new, guys? It's been quite a week. It yeah. has been quite a week. I know for me, I finally went back up to New York and moved all my stuff back and got to do that on my few days off from work. That sucked. Yeah, that does not sound enjoyable. How about you guys? What have you been up to? Um, me just working. It's been pretty busy juggling two jobs and stuff as usual, but, uh, I did get a chance to get a new game, but I'm going to save that for a little later. Uh, how about you, Matt? Um, well, I have been, should I, should I announce the, the, the new stuff yet? Or should uh, we wait? Or should? Oh, dude, let's announce it because, okay. or at least tell them what we're working on. Cause everyone wants yeah, to know. We're going to, I'm going to announce it right now. So, um, for, for everybody that's listening, um, we're going to be starting sort of a spin-off show. Um, I am going to be producing it. Uh, it's called Almost Better Than Dragons. It is a uh, Dungeons & Dragons, I guess, playthrough, you might say. Um, a bunch of us from Almost Better Than Silence, we, we got together, we sat down, we played a little bit of Dungeons & Dragons, and uh, we're recording a few guys, and we're going to edit it up nice, and hopefully... We'll have something uh, for you to put in your ears and uh, have a listen to very soon. Um, and we're going to have a teaser, so look forward to that. Yeah, oh my god. It's, I, I have to tell you guys, that we have the coolest intro music. It's <laughs> crazy as shit. It's so cool. But um, yeah, and I'm really excited. It's been fun so far, and I'm glad we can provide you guys with like a secondary podcast that I think it's going to be like kind of like a bi-weekly thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. That should be awesome. We're we're aiming for every ten days or so to have one out. I, we're we're gonna play it by ear and just sort of see how how things go. Um, but that's been eating up most of my time. Uh, yeah, I, these past I get few days, it. <laughs> uh, getting prepared. I've I've actually ordered a bunch of new hardware for my computer to sort of help this help help out the editing and um, so I'm gonna be installing some of that today. I got some new software. Uh, sort of have a new setup for, for doing recording. And so hopefully everything will sound a little bit better. And, um, yeah, so get, get excited. It's going to be some, some good content. You'll be able to subscribe, uh, separately. So, um, if you're not into Dungeons of Dragons, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to sit here and, and play for hours and hours and hours. And hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so nice. And I think we were, uh, unlike a few other, uh, D and D campaigns, we're actually going to try and keep them relatively short. We're going to have different ones when our characters are over, as opposed to keep keep pushing through the same story for God knows how many episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll be tame, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and yeah. another interesting thing, we're starting out with uh, Modern D20, so... Yeah, it's it, so the first story, to, to sort of give a little bit of a preview, a little sneak peek, if you will... Um, we're going to be sort of jumping into sort of a modern world, uh, sort of around present time, and um, it's not going to be fantasy, uh, sort of science fiction-y, uh, which is fine. Um, in the future, future episodes, uh, when we sort of get to the end of this story, we're going to start season two, and season two will be uh, like a proper fantasy-style Dungeons & Dragons. We're going to have new characters, uh, new storyline, new Dungeon Master... And uh, we'll play through that. And then based on the feedback from our viewers, we're going to go ahead and sort of pick up either with an existing story or we'll start something new or we'll try something different or we'll mix it up or we'll see where it goes. Definitely. And remember, it's almost better than the dragons. So almost it doesn't necessarily than, include yeah. dragons. Not, not <laughs> quite. <laughs> almost better than the dragons. Technically a wyvern. Oh, yeah. They're not as good as dragons, but they're almost better than dragons. I know a lot about mythological biology for no reason whatsoever. No, that's awesome. All right, with the Almost Better Than Dragons podcast, Matt, you're taking over producing it and stuff, so you're going to get your hands dirty with editing and stuff. 
I know filthy, for filthy process of editing. <laughs> it's not fun, but I know from my experience, we've really the max amount of uh, people we've had on at the show at once was four different audio tracks, and right off the bat, with almost better than dragons, we have like five people participating. Yeah. Um, are you going to be using Audacity like me, or what are are you planning on using to edit your? Well, to be honest, I plan to use Adobe Audition, um, which is a, a fairly common uh, editing application. Um, I can see how that goes. Uh, if, if it doesn't really work out, I'm going to sort of default back to Audacity. Um, Audacity is okay, but it's not phenomenal. Um, so I'm going to try and avoid it uh, just because I know, you know a lot of audio streams... Um, a lot of editing work. We're gonna put. I'm gonna try and put some production value into it. it. Not that we don't put production value into almost better than silence, but um, to, you know, really sort of try and add some ambiance, add some sound effects, uh, really do up the intro music and outro music and, and the little interludes in between. And um, we'll see what we can do. And and hopefully, I won't be driven absolutely insane. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, you will. Very might will. well be, but you know what? At the end of the day, like it's awesome to look back on your creation, and it is worth it when people give you f- positive feedback. I'm hoping this this podcast outdoes the one we already have, and or or maybe brings even new listeners. So that'd be crazy. Yeah, it, it should be interesting to see sort of what kind of attention it draws, and um, you know, d- definitely people that are interested in video games aren't necessarily 100 percent the people that are interested in uh, sort of Dungeons & Dragons or, or, or fantasy gameplay or anything like that. So, um, you know, if, if you're coming from Almost Better Than Dragons and sort of going back and listening to this show, welcome. Um, if you are listening to this show, I hope you uh, go and check out Almost Better Than Dragons when it comes out. We'll, we will have um, links to... We have a Tumblr set up. And we're going to have um, sort of a dedicated page with with all of the, the actual show content and a feed and an iTunes page, and um, we'll take it from there. We're still in sort of the planning phase for a lot of it, but um, definitely we're gonna we're gonna be letting you guys know more as more is available because certainly we're we're doing it as we go along. Yeah, definitely. and it's also uh, good for anyone who's interested in getting into D and D or any role playing games such as that because I believe most of us haven't played. And our DMs are the only ones who have real experience with it. Yeah, I'm a floundering fish, but I'm doing fine. So it's really fun so far. As a noob, it's really easy to just get get in there. But the only thing that I found challenging was my character sheet. That's a forever, <laughs> but I mean, whatever. Once you get past that. I talked to a buddy of mine who's uh, really into D&D and has played a lot. And he said, so how's it going so far? And I said, fuck character sheets. And he goes, yeah, that's, that's the typical response. So, I will. I, mean, I will admit that I, I did use uh, a character sheet generator. Um, I, I'm I'm not above sort of calling myself out on that. Um, I wanted to, <laughs> but I just was like, God, I should figure this out. I ended up just getting help from most of the other guys. Yeah, it, we're we're all sort of on on Skype beforehand with uh, AJ, and and he was sort of walking us through some of the different things: what we're going to use, what we're not going to use. Um, if, if you're hardcore into Dungeons and Dragons and maybe like you compete or something, I don't even know, are there Dungeons and Dragons competitions? Like, <laughs> is there tournaments? Like, yeah. I don't think that, is there? I, I don't even know I if that's possible. I, that, cause it's, it's very luck based and it's also, I feel like it'd be a really boring game of competitive Dungeons and Dragons if, if that existed. But I'm sure like such a thing does exist and I'm sure like there's a very, dedicated community <laughs> i'm imagining their worlds just colliding and then all their characters like <laughs> having to deal with one another it's a tabletop uh, mmorpg <laughs> no i can't imagine it because i know it's very uh imagination based and even in the book it says like eh, if you can't figure out this rule screw it just do whatever you feel like it's a game like so it tells yeah. you to just you know not be so uptight about it but i'm yeah. sure there are guys who follow it by the books like by the word oh absolutely yeah. so and certainly like it's very very difficult to play 
you know, tit for tat with the rules because there's so many different things, right? Like you can factor in age and size and gender and, and role. And, and like, there's all sorts of different things that you can factor into every possible move. And it really, if you're paying that much attention to the sort of semantics of it, you're, you're just going to get lost and, and you're not going to have fun. Uh, and certainly for the viewers at home, it, it's no fun to, to sit there and listen to something when it's like, oh, well, you know, if I combine this modifier with my, uh, whatever, it's going to, cause uh, me to win the game and that's it you know like nobody wants to hear that so we're 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 having a good time uh we i think we all enjoyed it i know afterwards um aj who who uh, is the dungeon master uh he used to play dungeons dragons all the time in college i was his roommate as you probably heard on previous episodes and, and um literally every single night he was out playing dungeons dragons so he's sort of been down that road a lot of times and and had his fair share of games, and, and even afterwards, he, he logged on, and he was like, that was really fun, I had a great time, so uh, I'm hoping you guys enjoyed as much as we did. Um, we, like I said, we're going to keep you guys posted. Uh, we've, we've already got a little bit of art that, that Doug did, um, which is up on the Tumblr. Um, oh, God, I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to start posting our character sheets. Uh, I think before anything else, I'm going to try and get the, the teaser reel up and uh, available so you guys can start listening to it and, and get, get a little bit of interest going. And then we'll start posting the character sheets. You guys can sort of familiarize yourself with characters. Uh, and then episode one should be coming out within the next two weeks or so. Uh, and then from there, like I said, my target is uh, once every 10 days, we're going to put out an episode. Um, and so we've already like, sorry, like three a month. Yeah, roughly three to five a month. Um, so it's, oh. it's, it's not going to be quite, um, like two, two a month. And I'm hoping it'll be more than that. And I'm hoping that, um, you know, eventually we could ramp up to once a week. I know, uh, I listen to a number of podcasts where they play Dungeons and Dragons and for an hour long show, you'd be surprised how much work actually goes into that. Because, you know, if you have, you know, five audio streams like we have, you're constantly slicing and sort of adjusting volume and saying, oh, well, you know, that might have been confusing and, and moving audio around and, and sort of rearranging bits and pieces of conversations to make it either more interesting or cut out some awkwardness or, you know, make room for some sound effects or whatever. You know, there's tons of stuff that can be done and certainly the editing cleans things up a lot. Um, and so, you know, one hour of content might have you know, 24 to 36 hours of editing go into it and recording and producing all sorts of other things. So uh, we're going to do our best and hopefully uh, you guys will have uh, some, some juicy ear candy uh, coming your way. Uh, hopefully early April. Nice. Um, yeah, I just want to say, Matt, I apologize for any incoherent tangents. I, We'll most likely get <laughs> down, and you'll have to cut out 15 minutes out of because it just goes nowhere. It's it's fine. It's fine. No, I I've got some. Uh, I listened to some of the audio, and and I certainly go off on some tangents talking about my character and what he's doing, <laughs> and, and I'm just repeating myself, and and it gets awful. <laughs> so, um, no, we've all had had some moments. So, yeah, my character's. Ridiculous, but we'll not. Your it. character is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will find out soon enough. Um, so about well, anyway, so you have this editing nightmare on your plate, and you're gonna go with uh, Adobe. So there's like a couple of, like options there. Are you gonna just buy uh, Audition flat out? Or are you gonna go with like I don't even know? They have like a monthly subscription or something. Yeah. So uh, Adobe offers. Uh, Creative Cloud, which is sort of their subscription-based system. Um, really, this is just their answer to, uh, like, something... <laughs> it's some ridiculous statistic, like 70% of Photoshop installations were pirated. Like, <laughs> 70% is a really high number. Um, and, and what that comes down to is, you know, Photoshop was effectively the only good image editing tool out there. Um, you know, nobody uses the GIMP. Uh, Pixelmator is an OS X application, so if you're on Windows, you didn't really have a good option. Paint.net was always there, but Paint.net lacked a lot of the, the really in-depth features that Photoshop had. And so most people just said, screw it, it it's easy enough to pirate Photoshop, and, and they went and did it. So um, 
Adobe said, well, what we're going to do is we're just going to make it so that you can pay for Photoshop or any other application on a month-to-month basis. They have some really affordable plans for uh, some of the applications. Um, I'm going to be using uh, not Creative Cloud, um, just because I don't consistently use any Adobe products frequently enough to, to justify sort of paying for it on a month-to-month basis. Um, but I will be using Creative Suite 6. Uh, I have a license through a, a job that I previously had um, that I own, and so I'll be using that. Uh, I mentioned that I'm going to be upgrading some hardware on my computer. Um, I have a 500 gigabyte solid-state drive uh, on its way. Um, basically, I'm going to replace my my current master hard drive. Um, I do have a three terabyte hard drive, but my operating system is installed on a tiny little 64 gig solid state drive, and it's really, really bad. Um, so I'm going to take care of that ASAP, um, throw fo- Photoshop and uh, Addition onto the onto the new 500 gig drive, so it'll be nice and fast. Put all the audio on there. Uh, I'm looking here. We have 650 megs of audio from our first recording session. Uh, which is kind of impressive. Um, and that's encoded as MP3 as well, so you can imagine uh, the raw audio. Um, <laughs> well, most of them are encoded in MP3. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, they're, they're all actually here. They're all actually MP3 files, um, I think. Oh, okay. You were able to sort out the one issue we had? Oh, with AJ well, uploading a RAR? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I know, that's like a troll thing to do. I know. Can't, like, Mac users not handle a RAR? Yeah, so I do a lot of my work on, on OS X. Um, I've switched to, to my Windows machine um, just because it's more powerful. Um, and I don't have any sort of RAR application on, on my MacBook, so um, yeah. it's basically just shit out of luck. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I brought it over to my Windows machine. I had 7-Zip installed, and so that, that took care of it quickly. Um, but yeah, a lot of audio to go through, a lot of time that I'm going to have to spend sort of sorting this out and um, getting the production value high enough. We may have to do a few retakes of a few segments that were a little bit garbled, um, but it'll be good. And I, I'm hoping that you guys really enjoy it because we're going to pour our hearts and souls into it. And it's going to be a real labor of love. And yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. Well, Enough with that. How about, did you guys see this, uh, trailer for this movie? I mean, it looks bad, dude. It's called Pixels, and it's supposed to be, like, oh, Adam yeah. Sandler's new oh, video yeah. game movie. I, I really wanted it to be good, and I just knew, like, instantly, I just knew it was not gonna be good. And, it, and judging by the trailer, all my worst fears are, like, coming true. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the moment that sort of defined it as a bad movie for me, is, you know, you, you see sort of this intro and they're showing sort of different, you know, cuts from the movie and little scenes and it's all very good effects. And then the next shot is Adam Sandler, you know, they sent vi- real life video games to destroy the earth. And it's like, oh, so, <laughs> like the main character of the movie just said the plot of, like, he had to explain it. Like, <laughs> Everything's turning into pixels, huh? Huh? See? The movie title's in the movie. Yeah. No, I really think a child wrote their everything. No, it's uh, it like clearly Adam Sandler was like high in a room with like Channing Tatum yeah, or someone. It's like, you know what would I, be a great movie? Is if video games came to life and they were attacking the earth. Here, let's go here though, because this is one of my favorite movies ever. Grandma's boy. That was probably the same thing. He was probably just high in a room and then that <laughs> movie is amazing. But uh here he hasn't done anything good since. I'll say this. I honestly believe after the huge successes that Adam Sandler's had once he started, uh, I think it's Happy Gilmore Productions is his production studio. Um, once he started financing his own films at a certain point, I think it might have been after Grandma's Boy. Grandma, Grandma's Boy might even be included. I think he just sits around with his friends and goes, you know what? I bet I can make this really, really dumb movie and make all of my money back. And I think they're just dumb bets that he makes with his friends. Because, uh, what was it, Bucky Larson, born to be oh, a star? Oh, God. Is yeah. Nick Swartzen with this bowl cut 
Bucktooth character. That looks gets into, awful. He gets into porno because he has the world's smallest penis. And it couldn't be a dumber movie. I've I don't know anyone who's seen it. No, I just can't believe. Yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about too. I don't. I never saw it, and I'm glad now. And wow, what a plot! They 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 just take bad ideas and go with them. That I mean, is crazy. then there's Jack and Jill and the Zookeeper and the Zookeeper oh my god, too. like it. You know, just all of them. What the hell happened? Because Grandma's Boy is a cult classic amongst gamers. Like that movie fucking rocks. Like if you haven't seen it, just. Pause and go watch it. I don't know. I think he's just bored and he thinks this is funny with amongst his friends because of how much money it makes for this dumb idea. And then everyone else is just like, no, it's dumb. He's like, yeah, I know it's dumb, but you're still paying for it. Yeah, that's how I feel about this Pixels movies. I think it's going to attract a lot more of a younger audience, like little kids and shit. And it's going to make them, their parents have to buy them tickets and it's going to get a lot of money and it shouldn't. It looks like shit. And like the thing that got me about the trailer was like, and it's like there's this giant Pac-Man roaming around and all of a sudden they're like, oh, how do you defeat a Pac-Man? You need ghosts. And then all of a sudden this lady's like, these are your ghosts. And it's like a bunch of fucking mini Coopers. I'm like, what the fuck? How does that? What do you mean this is a ghost? <laughs> and then you like you see like Peter Dinklage of all people like fucking driving around and be like ah. So I don't even know. This movie looks like shit. I mean, if you really want to just watch the What If Machine episode of Futurama, they do this exact plot and they do it much better. And I think it's probably less than ten minutes. So even yeah. if you don't like it, you save time. I heard about that actually. That's funny you say that because wow, yeah. Wait, so it's more or less than Adam Sandler watches this episode of Futurama is like, let's make a movie. <laughs> oh, almost entirely. <laughs> oh my god. But I'm Let's... wondering with Kit, like I think you're right. It is going to probably skew a younger audience, like most of these dumb movies do. But do young kids these days actually know what pixels are? Because like, has any kid played uh, Centipede or Galaga or Pac-Man? Like, have they? More since heard? They've all got like, Retina iPads, right? Like they can't even see the pixels, right? Like <laughs> exactly. <in> the- <laughs> when I was a kid. You would go up to the to the TV screen and all you saw were pixels. Like you didn't even see the picture anymore. The pixels were so big. Like kids these days have it so good they got their 4K televisions and they get right up to the screen. You can't even see it. It's like it's 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 pixelless. You know. Yeah. That's what I wonder. Like, do they even know what pixels are? Because it's all so smooth and like streamlined now. We may Mind never know. Blown. Well, I'll tell you what. My my. <laughs> my manager at work, we, we go to brunch. Uh, we have this brunch group. Uh, and every Saturday or Sunday, we'll get a bunch of people together and we'll go and, and have some breakfast somewhere. And uh, sometimes he'll bring his daughter. Uh, and his daughter is super young, like 18 months, 20 months old. And he'll give her his, iP- uh, his iPhone to play with. And I'll tell you what, for somebody that's like less than two years I think she's less than two years old. She's like roughly two years old. She is really freaking good with that, that iPhone. Like she'll press the home button, she'll swipe and then she'll open up the app she wants. And like, she can hardly talk, but she can like manage to like look through recent YouTube searches for, you know, like Elmo <laughs> and like go through oh the related God. videos. And I remember I, I, uh, his, his battery died on his iPhone. It's like, Oh, I'll give her my Nexus five, you know, let her, look through YouTube. She's crying. So I gave her my Nexus 5 and it was open to YouTube and she's sort of fumbling through it a little bit and she goes to press the home button. So she sort of like pushes where the home button would be because it's an Android. There's no, there's no home button. Yeah. (laughs) And she sort of pushes it. Nothing happens. She does it again. She like looks over at me like, what is this shit? Like, what, (laughs) what what are you trying to perpetrate on me here? And it's like, she, she knew absolutely nothing about how to use an android device and she was miserable with it <laughs> she started crying like <laughs> steve jobs is looking down like yes yeah, <laughs> but more importantly, like kids these days have no concept of like what an 8-bit video game was right like the notion that the best the hardware could do was 256 colors just never even crosses a kid's mind these days because they have like full motion, you know, full color graphics with, you know, shaders and, you know, on, on my Nexus 9, you, know, you get 
graphics that rival some desktops in many cases, right? Depending on the game, right? Like I can run Goat Simulator with you know, the quality turned all the way up with you know roughly 30 frames per second. Like you couldn't even get 30 frames per second on you know a high-end computer back in the day. You know, <laughs> minimum requirements, Pentium Four. Holy crap! I can't get that game, right? <laughs> like. Kids these days don't even know what minimum requirements means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember. I remember uh, not too long ago, I was talking to someone like, "Oh, you know, I was playing Infinity Blade, which is essentially a quick time event. Uh, looks a lot like Demon Soul, but it's for the iOS. And I played it. It was a great game, but you know, it gets tiring very quick. But it looks amazing, especially for a, a mobile game. And then the other day, I got super excited because I found out about a. Uh, N64 emulator on the phone, on the Android phone. I was just like, oh my god, I could play like Star Fox on my phone. And this other person saw it and they're like, oh, the graphics look terrible. And I was like, you shut your mouth. Don't you talk that way about Star Fox. <laughs> because it just, these games meant so much to us when we were younger. And I can understand how kids would feel about modern games for us, which would be their childhood games eventually. But like, uh, back then, the, you know, the graphics, were amazing for us, and even now, they don't matter anymore because the games held up, despite how bad some of the graphics may be. Like Final Fantasy VII. I don't think the graphics are all that good, but for PlayStation 1 back then, they were. But the game still holds up. The gameplay is still solid. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a bunch of games like that, and those are the games that are all, like, multi-discs, so that also shows you how dated it was. It's like, we needed multiple discs. (laughs) To have like the one story, like In, oh my insert God. floppy one of nine, insert yeah. floppy <laughs> two of nine. Yeah, there's nine floppy disk. How big is this game? Oh, it's thirty megabytes. <laughs> no, no, it was nine megabytes. <laughs> 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 Let's be real here. These are floppy disks. Oh man. That's what freaked me out when I played The Last of Us on the PlayStation 3. I saw two discs and I went, oh no, are we, are we back to this? Like, how crazy, how intensive is this game? Our listeners are literally thinking, what is a floppy disk? <laughs> it's the save icon. Our, our listeners are thinking, all right, grandpa, move along to the next story. <laughs> we're off your lawn. Sure. Well, well, if we're going to try to step it up and be more hip, uh, Bren, talk about this, like, skateboardless or boardless skateboard or something. Yeah, I just found this uh recently and it's these weird like disc, like they're just circles. And I guess there's just a plastic circle underneath of it and you just stand on top of uh, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show. List. Yeah, we'll put a link in. But it's just there's one circle that you stand on that's like an outside cover and then there's a circle underneath of it that rolls, I guess, and propels you down the street and uh initially when i saw the still image i was just like oh that's that's pretty crazy like it looks really high tech it looks like something out of blade runner or tron and then i saw the video of it and because they're not connected the two discs the two circles on your feet aren't attached they can be i saw there's like a pole you can add to it but because they're initially not attached it just looks really silly at least i thought so because it's these people who are just rolling down the sidewalk and their feet are just splailing out underneath of them. Like it looks like they're trying not to fall. It doesn't look <laughs> like they're comfortable. And well, well, it's just like sideways roller skates. It's, it's odd. Yeah. It definitely looks interesting the way you put your feet on there and whoa. Yeah. The way they, they do move around kind of interesting. Wow. I don't know. I think I'd prefer it with the, the connector to keep like a sturdy, a steady thing, but yeah, otherwise you are kind of just flailing, but it looks like the people who are flailing are good at it. I mean, I'm sure they're good at it, but it doesn't look comfortable. It doesn't have that smooth motion as like a snowboard or a skateboard has, where it looks like you're in control and just weaving back and forth with both legs going in different directions. Yeah. It, just, it looks like a cartoon. Like, you're just like, whoa! <laughs> I know, he, but they're, I don't even know how they're constant. they're not falling over constantly. Yeah, I would definitely want the attachment. Because that would make so much more sense. I think this might be like a stepping stone of like, we could use this technology for future things, but this device by itself probably will never catch on. It, yeah. it seems a little too impractical at the moment. Kind of goofy. But yeah, it's definitely interesting and going somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean... Let us know what you think, people. 
There's your future segment for today. Now back to the old-timey stuff. <laughs> we, back in my day, we had two pixels, and we loved it. We, we had oh, black, and we had light green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we tried to invent virtual reality, it was called the Virtual Boy, and everything was red, and your eyes bled. You went blind from it. That's the good old days. Oh, man. So... How how do you guys feel about maybe playing around uh, I was the walrus? I'm looking at the leaderboard. I'm thinking who's going to do what. Now I'm curious here because I believe Matt is in second place. Yeah. And I am in first place. And I am in third. So we're across the board. And yet, yeah, you've been in first for so goddamn long. It's unreal. That's what I mean. Like, we can easily decide who's going to advance who by who plays. So, like, if I'm the judge, then, yeah, Matt's probably going to catch up. Oh, okay, exactly. Oh, well, so that's I mean, what I mean, even if what it's me and you, Bran, I'm, I'm still going to catch up. So, I mean, it's... Oh, oh, oh so I think, oh, I I think it's... This. Yeah, we already this. determined. I'll judge this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then if we have time, we can maybe do one This more doesn't thing. benefit more you, simple. Doug. Like, because if, if I, I lose, to, you're not going to be any closer. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. I would love to try to tie for a second. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm up for a round. All right. Yeah, sounds good. for a job interview you mean like to to have a job interview or like worst company to interview at oh i meant like it doesn't i mean and where you are being interviewed what's the worst environment yes location it doesn't necessarily have to be tied down to a company but it could be i guess okay i already got mine I've got mine as well. All right. Three, two, one, go. Atlanta, Georgia. Sex dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Ah, tomato, tomato. (laughs) Yeah, this one's tough. Why do we keep hating on Atlanta? My God. I don't know. You started it. (laughs) You started it. So. I'm I'm doing this solely for the recurring joke. Yeah, that was good. I just, I, I really think a sex dungeon is much worse. I, I'm going to go with sex dungeon. That is too, that's scary. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, we're just down the hall in that conference room. You go in, it's just like all the, the and it's windows like, are painted black. Like the floor is made out of what rubber. I signed up for. Yeah. It, it, but mm. what if you're like, what if you're interviewing at like brazers.com or like Pornhub? Like, and it's like, oh, this makes sense. Even still, this like first start- impressions of the company, like there's got to be some HR people around that are like, you know what, maybe we should put them in like the conference room with the, the windows or something. <laughs> Actually, for, yeah. for what it's worth, and this is a bit of a side tangent, when I interviewed at Google, um, oh God, uh oh, <laughs> this, I, for the record, I have never been interviewed in a sex dungeon. <laughs> okay. I was like, where's this going? No, but it was so strange because when I, they interviewed me, instead of like sort of bouncing you between rooms and like interviewing with different people in different rooms, they assign you a room for the day. And then you're sort of in that room for however many hours that you're there. And then they like, take you to lunch and they bring you back. And it was like this tiny little closet of a room. Like the room was like, I don't know, maybe 20. 30 square feet. It was, it was like a closet. and They had this whiteboard on the wall that was, I don't know, like 30 inches wide by like 15 inches tall. It was so small. And like you could hardly get in and out without like the other person in the room sort of standing up and making room for you. And it was so awkward. And there was no windows. Oh my God. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> not yeah, Not what I would expect. Yeah. For, 
we're just going to throw in another Futurama reference. I just imagined Bender's apartment where it's just like two and a half by two and a half feet. It's basically that. Oh it, was, it was it's this tiny little like one person conference room meant for like one person on like a video call that they booked for me. It's really weird. I'm sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. The best piece, like, if you were to, like, slay a dragon and, like, find his treasure, what's, like, the number one piece of treasure you would, like, take, make sure you take with you? Because you can't take it all. Ooh. Sure as I'll try. You can try, but it's, like, literally, I'm saying... So I've I've got, like, limited carrying capacity, and I, I only want, like, one thing. Yeah, and it's like usually I would say you want one of the bigger items, so you can only take one. You get one item before you get over encumbered. Drink a strength potion. Yeah, and fast travel back. I've, I've already suit. got like my inventory's full of some other miscellaneous quest item bullshit. And, you know, I've only got room for like one piece of epic loot, which is actually kind of bullshit though. Because it, have you ever played a game where you know you get all the way to the final boss, or maybe not the final boss, but like you're sort of all the way down this quest tree, and you're like, you know, get this item from so-and-so to fulfill the such-and-such, and you got to get this other thing, and then, you know, by the time you finally get to, like, the last guy, your inventory is just chock-a-block with all sorts of random, obnoxious bullshit that doesn't stack, and, like, you've only got one or two slots left, and the guy drops, like, 15 million pieces of loot, and you can only take, like, two of them with you. This happens to me, like, every fucking day. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just raging because, like, video game designers, what are you actually doing? Dude, they should take a page out of Diablo 2's book because the nice thing about that was you had, like, this warp ability. So you could just warp to town, drop off your shit, go pick up the loot. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good marry. system. Yeah. Or, like, in, yeah. In, mo- in certain, like, Minecraft mods, you can sort of, like, deposit all of your gubbins into, like, an ender bag and then have, like, a machine somewhere else, like, sucking out of another ender bag that it's linked to. And so you can oh, sort nice. of, like, empty your inventory, have it, like, a drop box, sort of, for, like, yeah. your, your garbage. I think it's meant to, like, make it harder so you can't just be super OP right away. Like, you have to choose. But, I mean, if I got, like, five rations of cheese, like, for health, I'm not going to take those over to the enchanted battle axe, you know, yeah, forced yeah. by demon lord. Listen, I'm going to drop that cheese. My OCD does not allow you to make these kinds of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were we doing? Oh, uh, right, the game. Sorry, <laughs> eating distraction. cheese. So, uh, the the piece of loot that you would that you would take with you. Yes. Okay, I got mine. Um hmm. Uh yeah, I think I got mine. All right. Round two. One, two, three, go. The Arkenstone. A box of pizza bagels. Ooh. The, and what's yours, Brennan? The what stone? The Arkenstone. The stone that's passed down through the dwarf uh, line through generations in The Hobbit. And yes. whoever claims it is king of, under the mountain. Okay. And what was yours? Uh, bagel bites? Uh, pizza bagels. Okay, what's explain that? So what's the difference? Breakfast in the morning, breakfast in the evening. Pizza's on the bagel. You can have pizza at any time. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing: they are both bagel and pizza, and you can eat them basically anywhere, anytime that you have access to a microwave. Or, if you've got really strong and non-sensitive teeth, you can eat them, you know, without having to heat them up in a microwave. I feel like you break your jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to be underground being a king. Because guess what? When you're down there, and you have access to a microwave, and you're hungry at any time of the day, you're you're just going to stay hungry. You just... You just murdered the only microwave in sight. You just killed this dragon. Exactly. And now, I was going to no, say, what, <laughs> what world is there a dragon and a microwave existing in so the same I don't time think, period? I don't, I'm going to go with the Arkenstone because you're. what are you going to use to cook these things? I don't know. And also, I do want to be king of underneath the mountain. That'd be cool. It's the whole plot of The Hobbit. 
based around the Arkenstone. We should really not play this game when I'm hungry, because most of my <laughs> answers, I feel like, have to do with food. <laughs> if it's fair, we should also not play this game when I hate the movie The Hobbit. Oh. Or at least the trilogy. Yeah, I haven't even watched the movies yet, and I'm a huge Lord of the Rings like freak. I, I mean, I love the books and the movies, but I never got around to seeing the the movies for The Hobbit. I, it's one of the few books I've actually read, because I'm a moron, and I don't like big words. But uh, I it after watching the third one, I've come to the conclusion I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. Like, oh really? The Hobbit trilogy really pushed me over the edge. I was just like, yeah, I I don't get it. I'm not, you know, I enjoyed the Fellowship of the Ring trilogy, but the Hobbit turned me off because it it's just too drawn out, too unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it is just a prequel. It's like you could just I honestly look at the Lord of the Rings entity separately and think that is good in and of its own like that that story is just almost unrivaled but there there are certain things like the wheel of time and i don't know the song of ice and fire and stuff yeah but i mean there is an animated hobbit movie from like i think the 70s I saw oh that yeah kid. me too actually i was eating butterfinger bb's watching that oh wow it's <laughs> a good memory yeah but uh i would recommend watching that as opposed to the new three and just save yourself the nine hours yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. Looks like we're we're down to round three. This is a this is a good round. So, oh God. Hmm. Need a category. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with. What Greek god are you, and why are you better? Does it have to and be like a, a legitimate Greek god? I don't think so. It could be a, somebody of Greek heritage that you consider a god. John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jesse is my god. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just worried if you guys said the same thing, what would happen? Like, there'd be a rift in time. And <laughs> <laughs> I actually know a good deal of Greek mythology, so I, I'm most likely going to pick a real one. Okay, that's, I'm, I, that's what I mean. I'm on Wikipedia right now, literally <laughs> taking like a crash course in in Greek mythology. Um, oh boy! Or wait, I can wait. I can change this. Take so Icarus. It's not He's super cool. Pick what is pick a mythological creature that is going to fight for you. A mythological creature that's going to fight for me. Yes. I like that better. I think that's more fair. Yeah. Because any kind of okay. anything could end up being mythological. I had a really I good pick. Greek god picked out, but now you're never going to know what it was. Oh, no. we have to, You just have to tell us. Well, that. now I feel like this is bringing on a fourth This is question. a side round. This is bonus okay. for just like brownie points. Right. Three, two, one, go. Hephaestus. <laughs> well, who the fuck is <laughs> who that? Who is that? Oh, crippled god of fire? Metalworking Yeah, he's the forge god who builds Zeus's lightning bolts for him. So without him, Zeus is useless. He was thrown off the mountain as a child for being too ugly by his mother Hera, and which crippled him. Came back up the mountain, proved his worth, then married Aphrodite, the smoking hot goddess of love. Oh, wow, dude, that has the shit. Okay, wait, alright, I like that a lot, and I'm glad we're doing this, because now it's a little, uh, our listeners can learn something instead of just random... Well, anyway... We can learn things about imaginary friends ancient uh, <laughs> Greeks had. Okay. What's yours, Matt? I was going to say Dionysius, who uh, happens to be... Uh, she kidnapped by Hades? God of wine, parties, and festivals, madness, oh. chaos, drunkenness, drugs, and ecstasy. Um, yeah. Which, you know, can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt's in the corner getting lit up, and I'm just over here with a stumpy leg in my forge. Yeah, yeah good luck you, with that. I mean, I got a hey, forge ends too, up with but, the lady. you know, more, uh... Oh, wow. More of a, uh... Yeah, let's keep going before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> 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 Alright, well, you guys have mythological creatures to pick. Okay, to now I have to pick a mythological pick. creature, because I'm not particularly well-versed in mythological no, creatures. I didn't recognize either of the gods you mentioned, so that was interesting. I mean, they're not necessarily gods. Or are they? No, they are. Okay. I got it straight from the Wikipedia page called List of Greek Mythological Figures. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I got it from the, I think, Edward Hamilton book, Mythology, which I've read twice. Nice. Guys, I got a lot of free time. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it's about time you announced the third podcast you're starting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm just trying to think of a pun with myth in it. <laughs> Mythbusters, where I go back in time and I prove what myths are true or not. <laughs> They're all wrong. None of them are true. Uh, mythological creature. I think we need to pick a different category because I feel like <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is this is a little bit pigeonholing. All right, that's fine. Let me think here. I was going to pick Finnier, the North mythological wolf that is chewing at the roots of the earth, and what? once it chews through the roots, it will destroy. It will bring about the Ragnarok. All right. Well, yeah. Honestly, Matt, you would have lost anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, we all know cool. that it's it's turtles all the way down, and there are no roots of the earth. Uh, because it's just all turtle legs. So, uh, that's not even possible. So. Turtle legs? Oh, what are you, a Discworld man? Listen. <laughs> it's fine. Alright. So, here's a question. I mean, this one's really bizarre, but if you were a pharaoh, I mean, I mean, you could be a modern day pharaoh, and you're about to die. Have you seen modern day like, Egypt? No. You don't, don't want to go there. Oh, well, I'm just saying, oh, I know what you mean. No, it's terrifying. But <laughs> if you're about to die and you have, like, a, a million people, like, that are your slaves and shit, and you're like, build this thing that's going to represent, like, my tomb, what would you have built for you? Like, it doesn't have to be a pyramid, but what would your thing be? Mm. Mm. Oh, I know. I know exactly what I would build. Yeah, I think I know. Oh, God. Here we go. Round three. This one's for the win. One, two, three, go. The giant middle finger. I would, I would build... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I would build a satellite with giant lasers on it, but not as a weapon, but to put on an everlasting laser light show in the sky oh my god i like both answers so it would just much, be constant but... earth-based disco party just everywhere just laser lights all of... just like constant global rave yeah and and i would attach uh pizza bagels to the bottom of it and they would just fly out at, and and <laughs> you know the re-entry into the atmosphere would warm them up and so it would just be constantly raining pizza bagels and laser light show <laughs> And so, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I can't stop laughing because they're both really good. But fucking Bren, your answer is the most absurd thing. I'm literally on my on my side, giant middle finger. Yeah, it's a giant it, it middle finger so that won't sense. give people seizures in case they have epilepsy. <laughs> I care about our listeners, Matt. <laughs> but it's a middle finger that is seen from all perspectives. So no matter where you're looking at it from, it looks like it's flipping you off. Oh, that's a, it's like oh, that the Mona Lisa. It's like watching you with yeah. its eyes, but it's yeah, just exactly. a little finger that's just flipping you off from all directions. That literally yeah. sounds impossible, but awesome, too, at the same time. All right. I have to make a decision here, and I, I honestly think my I'm satellite, with the middle my finger. My satellite shoots the middle finger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this war? Is this war? <laughs> oh. Uh, seriously though, I I have to give Bren credit. Oh, that God. made me crack the fuck up. That that is so sarcastic and like hilarious. And I I love the idea of a laser light show too. But I know that it would not be forever. People would be like, "All right, let's shut down this show." It would shoot but them. It would I, just I think, melt them on the spot. But I think literally people <laughs> around the world would flock to come check out this middle finger and get pictures with it and shit. And and, and it's also a great way to go out. Just imagine like having the power to create. One of the, uh, one of the amazing seven wonders of the world, having that ability to craft such a monumentous thing, and instead you just tell everyone in the history to go fuck themselves. Like <laughs> that's what I've done. <laughs> I think it, it was definitely the winner. So I'm glad we got to play. Um, yeah, shit, Bren, you're still you're still ahead. Hear that, Matt? God damn it! You hear that? 
It's the sound of me winning. I'm, I'm going to kill your oh, character off on Almost Better Than Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, throw in some extra victory music for me. Lead oh. by good two. Do we have time for another face-off, or do you guys want to call it a night? Well, I have one thing to... to you, you posted a, a link about Microsoft killing off Internet Explorer, which is actually perfect timing. Um, tomorrow, I am going to be at Microsoft, at, on the Microsoft campus here in Mountain View, to check out uh, the replacement for Internet Explorer called Project Spartan. I don't know what they're actually going to call it. Um, maybe I'll find out. But, um, cool. yeah, so Internet Explorer has gotten a lot of shit for a very long time, and Microsoft is finally getting rid of it, and they're replacing it with something that's based on Internet Explorer, uh, very roughly. Um, it bears very little semblance other than sort of having, like, a back button and an address bar. Uh, and they're really sort of putting their, their best foot forward and, and putting out a, a very modern, very capable browser. Uh, I would argue that uh, what they've shown off, at least, is much higher quality, much more polished uh, than potentially even Firefox, uh, I would go so far as to say. It's a very bold statement. Um, and that's coming from somebody that, that uh, is a former Mozilla employee. So um, good on you, Microsoft. I will hopefully have lots of delicious nuggets of information to share. Um, after tomorrow's event, um, tell you guys about either how good or terrible or whatever it is. Uh, maybe have some interesting uh, sneak preview. I don't. I may, I'm probably going to get a non-disclosure agreement, but if I'm not, I'm going to tell you all that, that I can, um, and it'll be good. Yeah. And also, um, Doug, did you want to talk about uh, the game? Yes, actually, I was going to bring it up real quick. So, I've been playing this game, I mean, I mentioned it on a previous episode, I think when I was on with Bryn, yep. but, oh, Matt, you're talking about our game, are you? Okay, uh. I'll, I'll save that, <laughs> let's save that for, like, We're much okay. more interested in something else, something someone yeah, else made. Yeah, five minutes for this. This is, this game is worth it, and I'm not sure if you even know about it or not, but, um, it, and earlier when I mentioned it on the show, it was, it's called... Uh, it came from space and ate our brains. And I remember being like, oh, this is a, I'm really looking forward to when this game releases. It doesn't have a release date. It just says coming soon. It released over the weekend. And so March 19th, I think was the day it came out. And I just got my hands on it. It's 10 bucks on Steam. And let me tell you, this thing is everything I wanted it to be. It is so goddamn fun, insanely addictive. And just like we said, the, the description is, Left for Dead gameplay, Dead Space environment with a Minecraft kind of pixelated style. style. So, and, and it is so goddamn fun and they have, uh, a varying difficulty, uh, levels. So it ranges from easy to insane. And I've been playing on insane lately and it is just ridiculous. The, the amounts of, of these alien waves that are coming at you and, uh, you have di- different weapons. You can upgrade your weapons, like uh, machine gun, lasers, and it's just so ridiculous. The rocket launcher, and I'd highly recommend it. I think it's up to four players, so it's just ridiculous. Go buy it right now. You're gonna have a lot of fun. I'm gonna do a gameplay of it uh, series on our YouTube channel, so listeners can look forward to that as well. Nice. Yeah, I'm really, I'm freaking out. This game is so goddamn good. But uh, it came from space and ate our brains. We'll put a, sh- a link in the show notes. Very exciting. Did you say there's online multiplayer? Like, can you do co-op with other people? I think so, but I'm not sure. I've only been playing one player since I got it yesterday, so I'll have to look into that. All right, maybe we can do, like, a recording of all of us, or, you know, since it's only 10 bucks, give it a shot. Oh, that'd be so fun, and this is the game to do it. Yeah, I'll pick, I'll pick it up. Yeah, and Insane is so fun. I, that's the thing. I was playing on Insane earlier, and then I went back to Medium, and it felt like I was literally playing on, like, super easy. Like, it was, like, holding my hand. So Insane is, like, the mode I feel like it's meant to be played on. 
because it's super challenging. But, Matt, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I went down a totally different road with that. But I think we should talk about our game. All right, so where were we? Um. Well, we were about to uh, tell the listeners the new direction of the game we're going to be working on, because we always... Like, I'm sure people that have been listening from the beginning are like, oh, when are they ever going to talk about the goddamn game they're Ripping working on? Ripping their dicks off and in frustration now. at how we've yeah. <laughs> just completely forgotten about it. Just sew your dicks back on. We're going to talk about it right now. Here we go. No, keep them off, and I'll start a new podcast called All About the Unix. <laughs> <laughs> or Unix Operating System. <laughs> oh, dear. If you're a user of Unix, uh, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is really going out on a limb, and I'm probably going to cut this out, but there, there's, like, this thing I saw, you know the internet. It's, like, you can literally send someone a bag of dicks, and they're, like, yep. it, yeah, you know about it, Brent, so, okay, oh, yeah. I'm not the only one. <laughs> you can also send someone a giant cardboard dick. Oh, God. Or a tube full of glitter, so when you open it up, it sprays glitter at them. I think in the same article, there was one that was like, you can send, like, various poo to people, too. I'm like, that shouldn't even be legal. Like, I think it's like, it sends, like, somebody, like, some form of animal poop in the mail. I'm like, that's just... Have you ever gotten, like, dinosaur poop at a museum? You go to a museum, and they're like, oh, it's dinosaur poop. And it's like, comes in, like, a little box. Yeah, well, so that's the thing, right? Because, like, they could put anything in there and call it dinosaur poop. (laughs) And just be like, oh, yeah, of course it is. Like, you just paid $5 for, like... Some potting soil or whatever, you know. It's like yeah, it's like unicorn poop where it's just horse crap th- covered in glitter. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it could be anything. Okay, about the let's, game. Yes, <laughs> moving hey, on. I have another side tangent we can go into. <laughs> oh, what is this? No, I'm kidding. That's oh, just okay. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we definitely have ditched the whole uh. Game dev story meets Guitar Hero idea. I know you're all upset about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can hear thousands of people crying out right now going, meh. No, most people are like, ah, we'll just do it, and then they're going to be successful. Good on it. But here, Matt, you do a better job. Yeah, so we we decided that um, sort of the direction we were taking wasn't really leading to something that we were very excited about, and so we, we took a step back. Um, I suggested a game that Doug play. Doug, you you checked out Sorcery, uh, which is a, a mobile game. Yeah, it was um really fun. In fact, uh, it seems like there's a a lot of uh, sequels to it already. It's kind of a tell. Uh, how do how do you say it? Um, fuck. Uh, yes, choose your fuck. own. Ad- <laughs> it's a choose your own adventure story. So there's it's multifaceted, and you start out in some kind of fantasy land. I don't honestly remember a lot of the details because it was a kind of a quick, uh, quick playthrough. But the ultimate idea is you're faced with all these uh, perplexing situations, and you have to either avoid towns, and the world is very dangerous, and you can stumble across uh, various characters that you interact with, and uh, all sorts of different things happen in the game, and it's really fun. Uh, did you play it, Matt? And what's your experience? Yeah, I've I've had a playthrough. Uh, it's it's actually really interesting because every time you play through, it, even if you change like one little decision, it really cascades down through the rest of the game. Um, so, for instance, you might have talked to someone sort of towards the beginning, and they'll tell you, "Oh, avoid this," and so you avoid it, and it takes you down a completely different path. Um, and the game doesn't even necessarily end in, in the same way every time. There's a lot of alternate endings. Um, and so when you go into the sequels, uh, you get to sort of carry some things with you. So it gives you like a code that you punch into the, the next game, and you sort of pick up where you left off. Um, and these decisions that you've made sort of carry through uh, from, from game to game to game, uh, which is very, very cool. Um, and... It's it's also very nice, uh, at least in the sorcery games, um, where you interact with uh, the environment. It's it's almost a text-based game in, in some ways, uh, with sort of. I was gonna say it's it sounds mainly. like early text-based games where it's just like you know you have three options. Which way do you go? It's like travel north, and then it tells you new text. It's just like that, but with a little bit. Um, 
more animated uh, graphics and stuff to like kind of transition you from uh, town. Yeah, to town. more interactivity. Um, you, you have a little bit more freedom in terms of like where you go, and it lets you backtrack a little bit in certain places and sort of explore around. Um, it's it's really there's, engaging. There's also this uh, element to the game, like with since it's sorcery, you obviously have a magic ability. And the way you cast magic is by, I guess, picking a series of three letters. And it's, it's interesting. So for my first playthrough, I ended up going down a really interesting play, like, uh, path and ended up on the edge of this shore meeting this woman. And she was like, she gave me a strand of her hair and then like, uh, floated away in a boat. And I was like stranded on the, on the, edge of this shore and she, the, she, before she left she said something like oh use the this hair will help you with the spell to get out of here and i couldn't figure out the spell for the life of me i tried like every three letter combination i could and it wouldn't work and then i like i was like well then what's my fate and i ended up drowning on the shore so that was one way <laughs> I but like there's like i took many screenshots of me dying but it's, like- it's definitely a fun game I like to imagine that there was never actually any spell and this lady's just fucking with you. Well, that's what I mean. I'm thinking to myself, I, I did every combination I could. So is there must be like, did I access that and at a point in the game where I'm not supposed to be able to figure that out? Am I supposed to come back to this area? Like, I have no idea. Okay, so we're going to go down the choose your own adventure route? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it definitely, I think we can make a really interesting story and have a lot of interesting pass for our players to go down oh there should be a little button or an icon you can hold on to and while you're holding on to it you can go back to your last choice and change it if you want like when you're a kid reading the choose your own adventure books and you keep your finger on the page so it's like yeah i still have the finger on the page like (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like a prince of persia kind of rewind time all of this is totally possible um i i'm really excited because it sort of gives me an opportunity to go in and do sort of the behind the scenes bits um, and, you know, Doug can, you know, work a little bit more on the story and, you know, we can all sort of play a, a pretty decent part in it and, and, you know, there's a lot of tooling to be done around it, certainly, and a lot of polish and a lot of testing. Uh, and it sort of gives everyone, uh, in the group an opportunity to contribute without really requiring very, very deep technical knowledge, uh, which is quite good. Yeah, definitely. It it sounds like a fun uh, project, so we'll keep the listeners posted as we make progress. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I'm more interested in this because uh, since I know nothing about coding or developing games or any of that, I at least on the tech side of it, I was mainly thinking I'd contribute to the story. So uh, the rock uh, guitar hero dev story really didn't have any story to contribute to. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of left to the, up to the player, so I think we'll all be able to put in our two cents, which, due to inflation, isn't worth much anymore. But <laughs> if the, anything, oh, sorry, I was just gonna the, the game could all have a part of us in it, and I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, adapt our Dungeons and Dragons stories into the game. Oh, you get to play as some of our characters. Yeah, and if you do it right, you actually get the path we went down. If you do it right, you get to choose the one where we survive, because God knows we're probably not going to in our uh, campaign. Oh, yeah, sure, it's it's been right. pretty touch and go. <laughs> <laughs> we already have almost died. <laughs> yeah, like two or three times. <laughs> no, yeah, that was actually an, an idea that I had, though, that we could actually take um, some of the elements of the games that we're, we're playing on Almost Better Than Dragons. We can um, sort of make them available uh, on this sort yeah, of Yeah, episodically. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, and it would sort of give AJ awesome. and, and Dubs some opportunity to sort of flex their, their dungeon mastery and, uh, go through and actually, you know, take this world that we're playing in, um, or worlds, I should say, and craft it into a more elaborate, fleshed out, um, complete world that, uh, our players could then go and enjoy. Um, so it'd be cool. Maybe an idea. Definitely. Awesome. I'm glad we got to talk about all the things we have in the works. So we're basically telling AJ, come up with a better story next time, because <laughs> it counts now. Yeah. No, it, it, um, just so everyone knows, I'm actually going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be starting to work on some of the tools that we're going to need for this game. Uh, and part of that is uh, a means of 
sort of composing the 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 world and the narrative. Um, and so, in order to do that, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna write some some custom uh, applications that are gonna live online. But all of that code um, for the tooling is gonna be open source. So if you're interested. Um, I will send a link to Doug and he'll put that in the show notes. Um, and you guys can go on if you have any sort of uh, programming skills and, and you can check it out and, and see what we're doing. Yep, sounds good. So now you can put your money where your mouth is. So if you say, ah, screw these guys, I can do a better game than them, then prove it. Yeah, <laughs> F- fix my code. Yeah. <laughs> we'll play it. All right, um... Anything else you guys want to say? I mean, I think we have a good episode here. No, I think we could. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Make some, let's make sure we sign off with all the stuff. Yeah. Good all idea. The plugs. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening, everyone. I think, uh, that about does it for this episode. If you want to reach us, you can always, Email us at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or Twitch. Our handle is abtsilence. And other than that, uh, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're putting a lot of content up lately. So we have Hotline Miami playthrough by Dubs uh, going right now. So check it out, people. Let us know what you think. And hopefully soon I'll be able to get my own set, uh, rig set up and I'll start playing some of those LA game space, uh, games I was talking about in previous episodes. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Everyone wants to see poop oh, oh, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, the, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. See you guys. See you.